Okay. Good morning. We are on. Um, we are on at Tesvav Amalaf. Uh, next week, there's just going to be a little bit of a change as well. Good morning, Elliot. Welcome. Good be a little bit, a little bit of a uh, change next week, just because of the holiday schedule. So we're going to do Wednesday and Thursday next week. Okay. Wednesday and Thursday next week, and then we're back to a regular schedule Tuesday, and Wednesday the following week. And I'll send out a uh, a reminder on the WhatsApp group. Okay. So we are on Tesvav Amalaf, the Mishnah. So a little bit of a shortened uh, <clears throat> time today, but we'll get what we, let's accomplish what we can. So today's share should be continued for Shlomo for my grandmother and for Shlomo for Holy Israel. Okay, so now we are on the Mishnah on Tesvav and Aleph, right in the middle of the Daf. Hakoriyah Shema v'Lishmi Lazno. So someone who re- recites Kriyah Shema but says it inaudibly, he says it so low that he cannot hear his own words. Yatza, the Tanakama will see his Rabbi, Yod, the Rabbi Huda, that's the Gemara says in a few lines, it reveals that the, this source, the one who says that if one says Kriya Shema under his breath, so that he cannot <clears throat> hear what he's saying, he's still Yotze. But Rabbi Yossi, Omer Lo Yotze, Rabbi Yossi says that one is not Yotze if he says Kriya Shema, such a low decibel level that he can hear, not hear his own words. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Gemara will explain why that is. The, Gemara, the Mishnah continues, the second uh, part of the Mishnah. Someone who reads Kriyashma but does not enunciate the words. Rabbi Yossi says Yatsa, and Rabbi Huda says Lo Yatsa. So now we actually reverse it. So whereas Rabbi Yossi was the Machmer, he was, took the very stringent approach when someone says Shema inaudibly, he now says that if someone does not enunciate the words clearly, he is still Yotzi, and Rabbi Huda says you're not Yotzi. What does it mean that he does not enunciate the words clearly? So there are multiple possibilities. One is that uh, that he, he... We're not talking about where you skip words. If you skip words, everyone agrees that you're not Yotzi. We're talking about here, where you don't enunciate the words. So you say, as we said last week, we touched upon this Vichora Af. Vichora Af instead of Vichora Af. There's some opinions that say if you... The Gemara is going to say this on Tesvav Amad Beis, on the next, on the next Amud, that if you put the words together, Bechol Levavcha, as in one word, because the last letter of word A, start, the word B starts with the same letter, if you make that into one word, you're not Yotzei. But the Gemara says that next off, so you don't need the Mishnah to say this here. But, so those are the two possibilities. Either, some still say the Mishnah is referring to here, where you lump two words together that have the same, the last letter and the first letter are the same, or you join words that uh, should really be separated, like Becharaf. So now, in the third line is Akori Lemafreya, someone who reads Shema backwards. Now, there are multiple possibilities what this can mean. It does not mean that if you read the paragraphs out of order, you're not Yotze. That you are still Yotze, because again, the Torah doesn't put it in the order that we're reading. The Torah has it 3-1-2, right? Shlach, we just read a couple weeks ago, as Parsha Tzitzis, Veschanan is Shema, and Ekev, which is after Veschanan, has Vahayim Shmoa. So if you read the Parshios out of order, you're still Yotze. That's not what this is referring to when it says if you read it Lemafreya backwards, you're not Yotze. So what does it backwards mean? So Rashi said, we saw on Dafyud Gimel, you read, you say the word, you actually take the words and read the Pasuk backwards. The Rambam says you read the Pesukim out of order. Whatever it means, whether it's the words, whether the Pesukim, you're not, you're not Yotze. And what do you do if you find yourself that you were daydreaming and you start to read the words or the psukim backwards? Kar v'tah. If you actually find yourself in such a situation where you started to read backwards, yachzer l'makom shatah. You should go back to the place where you first remember that you said it correctly and start from there in the correct order. <clears throat> okay. So those are the first. Those are the three 
individualized machlokasim arguments in the Mishnah. The Gemara now is going to focus on the first one. The first one says, Hakorei Shema, someone who recites, articulates the Shema, Velo Shmiel Ozno, but did not say it loud enough that his own ears can hear his words. Yotza, according to the first town of Kamer Yotza, Rabbi Yossi says, Lo Yotza. Gemara is going to try to figure out what is the source of this machlokas. Why would Rabbi Yossi say that in such a case someone did not hear himself say the words of Shema? He is not Yotza. In my time, Rabbi Yossi says the Gemara. Mishum Dechsev, the Torah the Pasuk says, Shema, you have to listen. You must be able to hear with your own ears. What is coming out of your mouth? And if you say it in such a low voice where you cannot hear it, you are violating the Pasuk. You do not fulfill the mitzvah of Kriya Shema, even Bidiyeved, which means <clears throat> if you already said Shema, but you said it so low that you did not hear it, you'd have to repeat it because you did not fulfill the mitzvah of Kriya Shema. Is this, is this actually just talking about the line Shema Yisrael? Good question. Whole... Good question. So the first Pasuk. Yeah. Good question, but the first Pasuk. So now, but Tanakama, the, the first opinion, which we don't know who it is at this point, but we will cer- uh, soon learn that to be Rabbi Yehuda. But Tanakama holds, Shema, what does Shema mean? Because he says you are Yotze. So what does Shema mean? It can't mean that you have to hear what you're saying, because otherwise he would agree with Rabbi Yossi that you're not Yotze in such a case. He says, He redefines the word Shema to mean understand what you are saying, meaning say it in a language not relating to the decibel level. How how um, how loud you have to say it, but rather you should say it in a language that you understand. Shema doesn't really mean listen; it means understand. And you say it in a lashon that you understand what you are saying. <coughs> That's the machlokas of Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. The Gemara continues. Rabbi Yossi. So now the Gemara. Sorry, the Gemara continues. Rabbi Yossi. Where is Rabbi Yossi going to learn that you have to say it in a language you understand? If you're reciting Swahili and you have no idea what you're saying. And we discussed already that there are four different kavanos that one needs during Shema. The understanding the words, understanding that you're saying, doing the mitzvah, you're saying that you're makabal machos shemaim, there are, and, 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 and all the different parts of it, and you're fulfilling the mitzvah, there are so many different parts of the kavanah that you have to have. If you don't understand what you're saying, how would you be able to say? So he must agree with the Tanakhama that on some level you have to understand what you are saying. But so how, where does he learn that from? If he uses the word Shema to teach us the decibel level, and not to understand, where would Rabbi Yossi learn this halacha that one must understand the words that are coming out of his mouth? So, Tarati Shmami, no, no, he actually does learn Shema to teach us two things. One, to teach us the decibel level, and two, <clears throat> to teach us that, in fact, one must say in a language that he understands. So, at this point, there are two very important questions that must be dealt with. One is, what does Rabbi Yehuda hold the Chathila? We know that Rabbi Yehuda says, Bidiyeved, if you hakore shema v'lo saying one already said shema, but he didn't say it loud enough to hear, he's yotze. So that means bidiyevet is yotze. <clears throat> what about lechatchila? Can one a priori going into the mitzvah? Can he purposely say low enough? And he's still yotze. We know Rabbi Yossi says even bidiyevet. If you already did it post facto, if you said it so low that you didn't hear, you're not yotze. Great. So we know then according to him lechatchila. Of course you're not yotze. If you're not yotze bidiyevet, you're not yotze lechatchila. Right. It makes sense? What does Rabbi Yehuda hold up? Well, you know Rabbi Yehuda says that if you went ahead and you already said Shema, what do you, so low that you couldn't hear it? In that case, what do you do? So we know he says it's okay. But that, does that mean you have permission from the get-go to say it? to say it that low? That's one issue we have to discuss. And the other issue is we're going to have to discuss, the Gemara is going to start to bring up now, is does this din apply to other areas or only Kriya Shema? 
Maybe Rabbi Yossi is only machmir by Kriya Shema because it says the word Shema that you have to say it loud enough. But what about other parts in, the, in Shas, other parts of Torah, where you have to say something? For example, Berch Samazar and Megillah, other parts where you have to say something out loud, Megillah is the Rabbanon, but other parts, mitzvos, that, let's say, Kriyas Bikurim, when you, when you have to say something articulated, does Rabbi Yossi's rule that you have to say it loud enough from the word Shema extend universally all across Shas? Or is it a unique halacha to Shema? The Gemara is going to discuss that now. So again, good question. Enunciate doesn't mean it's loud enough. You have to separate the words. You just pause in between saying the two words or bechara af. You're still enunciating it, but you're pausing. When they say enunciate here, we're really meaning pausing between the words, but low enough that you don't hear. No, but Rabbi Yossi says you don't have to. No, Rabbi Yossi says, though, that you are Yotze if... Right, correct. That's right. And Rabbi Yossi, by the way, says the other opinion. That's also true. Right? So the two necessarily are not related. But in fact, to to Jeff's point, Rabbi Yossi says, even if you were not midoctic in the letters, you are Yotze. Rabbi Yossi, so... Just be loud about it. It doesn't matter what you say. No, but you're right. Yeah. Now, um, so those are the two questions we have to ask now. So the Gemara starts, listen to this case. Tanan Hassan, we have a case by Trumos. <coughs> you have someone who is a deaf mute, but this is a unique deaf mute. So we know that a Cheresh generally is associated with a Katan and a Shota. Someone who is Shota, unfortunately, has limited intellectual capacity, <coughs> and a Katan. A Katan is someone who is below the age of Bar Mitzvah, they're not obligated to Mitzvah. A Cheresh is grouped together with them. The standard Cheresh in Shas is someone who is not able to hear and as a result, not able to talk, right? You can tell the difference from someone, Rahman Islam, who lost their hearing at age 20, they speak normally, versus someone who is deaf from birth, they don't speak normally, right? They, you can tell them, you can tell that. Because if they never heard how someone speaks, they talk differently. So our case is not talking about a Cheresh who cannot speak. We're talking about a Cheresh who can, can not hear. He was, let's just say this person was able to hear until the age of 30, I don't know, all of a sudden now, lost the ability to hear, but speaks just fine. So in that case, we're not talking about, again, the regular Chavish who can't speak and hear, but this case, as Rashi points out, <coughs> uh, in, in the Gemara Megillah, we're talking about a case of <coughs> someone who can talk, someone who can, uh, can talk, but not hear. So the Gemara there says, Chavish HaMedaber, someone who can talk, ve'eno shumeh, but cannot hear, lo yitram, should not separate, should not be mafresh truma. And this is talking about lechatchila. See, it's not saying if you already did, but it's saying lechatchila, one should not separate truma. And if, presumably, because he cannot hear the bracha that he's going to make, which is a very big chiddush, we'll discuss this in a minute. But if he went ahead and he separated truma, his truma is valid. So again, lechatchila, he should not go ahead and separate truma. In the event that he did, the truma is valid. Presumably, because he cannot hear the bracha that he made. So if that's the case, who's this Mishnah going like? We have to, we're going to see who is this. Truma. Truma, Truma, Bidi Yeved. But Lechatchila, he should not. So the Gemara is going to ask, Man Tana, <clears throat> who is this Tana that says that that is Truma is good, Bidi Yeved, but Lechatchila, it's not good. Amar Rav Chis, Rav Chis says it's Rabbi Yossi. It's Rabbi Yossi. Disnan, 
Because what does Rabbi Yossi say in our Mishnah? Rabbi Now, I think more, more, Marty, you asked me last week, how do we know that the Tanakama is Rabbi Huda? The Gemara says right here, our Mishnah says that if someone says Shema and does not hear his own words, he's not Yotze. Rabbi Yossi, Amr, Lo Yotze. And Rabbi Huda says, you are Yotze. So how would our case be here that if you did Bidiyeved, your Truma is good if you didn't hear the Bracha? Because the Gemara is going to say they make a very big distinction. By Kriya Shema is Dafka, where Rabbi Yossi says you're not Yotze, because that's Minatora. But a Bracha, <clears throat> he wouldn't go so far as to say, because a Bracha, as we know, is only Midrabanan. So we're saying that Rabbi Yossi is limiting his opinion to only Shema. Shema is where Bidi Eved, if you didn't hear the Shema that you said, you're not Yotze. But the case of Truma, where he didn't hear the Bracha, Bidi Eved, the Truma is still good. Mm. That's because the Bracha is not Minatorah. Kriya Shema, the actual act of Kriya, is the mitzvah itself. So that's where Rabbi Yossi says, but the fact that by, by Truma, Bidi Eved, it's okay, Rabbi Yossi can still say that. Because the bottom line is, he did the mitzvah. He separated the truma. The fact that he couldn't hear his own bracha, the bracha is mendrabanan. <clears throat> now, you could have said, by the way, the Gemara didn't have to go this route. What could it also have said? That's like Rabbi Huda. That Rabbi Yossi says, no, Bidiyavit, it's never good. Kriyashma is never good, and also truma. We're going to reject this opinion in a minute. <clears throat> but at least this is the, this is the, the half, I mean, at least the, um, prefer, the assumption, the premise that the Gemara is going on right now. What's the, what's the bracha? Oh, good question. Either the So they actually bring down two possible two possibilities. Um, either Baruch Ata Hashem Lahafresh Truma Meiser, and the Tosefta says um, the rush brings down Alaf Truma. Lahafresh Truma. So would that be different than the Bitoim Meiser? Abikurim? So no, so that, it's funny, because that's part of the mitzvah itself. So the, your question is really by any mitzvah of Kriya, would it actually be that you have to be audible? Because mitzvah bikurim is actually sensed in the Torah, much more than a bracha. So a bracha is midrabanan. So your question is good. But then the question becomes, is the word shema mentioned there? The word shema is not mentioned there. But your point is well taken, Eli. Any maisa that's in Torah may have to have something audible. So Eliot's question was, when we, we discussed this, when the farmers each year bring the first fruits, they have to bring it to the Kohen, and they have to actually say, Arami Ovid Avi, which we say in, in the Haggadah, they have to make this, they do an act of Vido in Kriya, they say something out loud. That's Minatora. Does that have to be audible? So again, it's possible that Rabbi would say that possibly since that's Minatora would be, or possibly not. It doesn't say the word Shema. If the whole Limud is Hashma, Hashmeel Oznacha, you have to hear, it may not apply. Not for now. So now, <clears throat> but good question nonetheless. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, Abichista is going to be the, make the distinction. In our Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi says, if you didn't hear it, you're not Yotze. Even though the Truma itself is Minatora, there's no Dibor, there's no act of Kriya that's needed by it. And Mishim Brachahi. Aval Truma, Mishim Brachahi. And the bracha is only drabanon, and now it gives another answer. And velo bebracha tali milsa. And number two, the the the, the bracha is never ma'akev, <clears throat> right? That we said that the bracha is never going to hold back the mitzvah. So the Gemara seems to give two different reasons here. And here I want to go off a little bit of a tangent because there's no way we're going to finish the Gemara in ten minutes anyway. But this is unbelievable. Listen to what the Gemara says. The Gemara says. Rav Chista says, I'm going to show you two differences between Truma and Kriyashma. One, 
Kriya Shema is Torah, and the Bracha is only Midrabanon, and two, the Brachas are never Ma'akev. <clears throat> right? The Brachas never hold back the Mitzvah. If I put Tefillin on, I don't make the Bracha. Did I fulfill the Mitzvah? Yes. yes. If I put Mezuzah on, I didn't make the Bracha. Did I fulfill the Mitzvah? Yes. yes. So the Gemara is saying two reasons here. <clears throat> number, reason number one is that the, the difference between the Bracha and Kriya Shema is Midrabanon, the Bracha, and Kriya Shema is Minatora. That's why Rabbi Yossi would say, by Shema you're not Yotze, but he could hold in this Mishnah that if someone went ahead and a Cheresh, who was not able to hear his own Bracha, separated Truma, he would still be Yotze. Midyevit, he would be Yotze, Kriya Shema is not Yotze. Why the difference? Because by Kriya Shema is Minatora, and the Bracha is only Midrabanon, and the second answer is because the Bracha is never Ma'akev. What's unnecessary? Why does the Gemara have to give two answers here? What seems to be unnecessary? The first or the second? The second. I would say the first. If the bottom line is the punchline is brachos are never ma'akev. Who cares if the bracha is, this is the rabban, that's the raisa. We know brachos are never ma'akev. The fulfillment of a mitzvah is never dependent on one making the bracha. We just said, if one is puts... There, is there any <coughs> other circumstance besides Shema? Great question. Uh, but besides, um, besides Shema, well, Shema, the actual, it's called Kriya Shema. Right. So, so Shema, you have to say the words. But by nowhere else do we say that the bracha is ma'akev. Do you, Okay, so that's not a berchasa mitzvah, that's a berchashevach. So we're talking about where you do a bracha before the mitzvah, right. that the performance of the mitzvah hinges on the bracha. That's so berchasa mazon, you're saying afterwards, you're thanking Hashem. Right, right. But it's not a berchasa mitzvah. Okay. I mean, it's minat Torah, we're that's obligated to do it. It's minat Torah for sure. Right. That and berchasa Torah. You have to thank, but that's post fact, that's after so the fact. Idea, but after. <clears throat> now, so this is amazing. <clears throat> So the Gemara and Chulin, everyone understand that the first question, this is not my question, the Rishonim asked this question, the Pnei Yeshua, the Shagasari, why do we need the first answer of the say that Kriya Shema is Torah and the Brach of Truma Zolim Drabaran? The bottom line is the second line, second answer is all that we needed. Brachos and never Ma'akev. So Brachos and Ma'akev, I understand, if, even if you have a, a Cheresh that is able to speak but cannot hear, and he cannot hear his own Bracha, but he separated Truma according to Halacha, then the Truma is good. What's the question? <clears throat> so, the Gemara Chulin starts off by saying as follows. The Gemara Chulin has a tremendous Kiddush that does, you make a bracha on Shechita. <clears throat> For even when you eat Chulin, even when a Shochet today is shechting a cow so we could put it on our grill, you make a bracha, which is a big Kiddush in of itself. We understand that you make a bracha on Kodshim. When you have to be mocked with a carbon, there's a mitzvah to bring the carbon, the Kohen would go ahead and have to say... <clears throat> But he has to make a bracha for the actual shechita. But to say that a regular cow today needs a bracha, forget, leave that aside right now. The Gemara says you have to make a bracha on shechita. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is a, a, a very well-known uh, opinion, which is a das yachid. It's called, it's brought in a safe called Hilchos Eretz Yisrael. It was written by someone called Eldad Ben Machli Hadani, a Rishon, <clears throat> someone who lived around the 850 to 900. He was a traveler. And he was a merchant, and he went around saying what the halachas were in Eretz Yisrael. He quoted them back to the days of Yeshua ben Nun. It's called Hilchos Eretz Yisrael. The Agos Maimonios, who's a Rishon commenting on the Rambam, comments and says, This person in Hilchos Eretz Yisrael said the following halacha that if a Cheresh shechted, someone who was deaf and mute, shechted, his, and he couldn't hear his bracha and didn't make a bracha, not because he couldn't hear it, he couldn't even speak, he's a Cheresh. He's a deaf mute. He couldn't make the bracha. The shechita's psula. He went ahead and he shechted, 
without a bracha, the shechita's psula. Everyone goes crazy on this. We just said that if you go ahead and do a mitzvah without the bracha, <laughs> the mitzvah is good or not good? It's good. You fulfill the mitzvah. So how can you say a cheresh, someone who's a deaf mute? <clears throat> so the first mission. Let's go now. Let's go back to the first mishnah. The first mishnah in Chulin. This is the very opening line in in Chulin. Says Akol. So one second. So anyone is allowed to shech except for a cheresh. A deaf mute, a shota, someone who has inter- limited intellectual capacity, and a katan. However, shema Maybe because <clears throat> there are five halachas of Moshe Sinai when we shech. By the way, five. So we're afraid that if you have someone who doesn't have that capacity, the shechita is not going to be good. But what does it continue and say? If you have a, a gadol, omen al-gabov, if you have someone who's basically, you know, when you write a Sefer Torah, we don't know what we're doing, the, uh, the sofer takes your hands and does it for you. So if you have someone standing on top of this katan, let's say, or a cheresh, or a shota, what, coaching them, shechter, shechter, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, the shechita is good. So asks the Noda Behuda, you just told me, you, Eldan Adani, in Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, that a Cheresh who goes out and shechs is not valid because he can't make a bracha. What does a, an older person standing on top of you, how does that help? Your opinion flies in the face of the Mishnah. Again, you said in Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, but he didn't make the bracha. The one who's making the bracha is the one, the Cheresh. And if you can't hear his bracha, if you can't make a bracha, then you're not Yotze. Not only are you not hearing it, you can't make a bracha. He's a cheresh. A cheresh is a deaf mute. He doesn't so, even say the <clears> guy made a bracha for him anyway. Correct. Correct. No, he, correct. He, he, he's just yeah, coaching. He's just a showing to him left, how to do it. But a, little to the, so. a little to the right, a little to the left, one, one f- full swoop, you know. But here it says that the reason for that is Mishum Shem Mekarkelin. So they, they, it's a possibility that they will not... Uh, correct. Do it doesn't mention the bracha. Right. But assuming that you but do the shechita... He's not referring to the bracha over here. Correct. But the question is... But a cheresh, by definition, cannot make a bracha. Right. So then, according to you, Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, you said that if someone shechs, a cheresh shechs, and does not make the bracha, sorry, not a cheresh, if someone does not make a bracha with shechita, the shechita is pesula. If you don't make a bracha, if you, one forgets the bracha, the shechita is pesula. But then we just saw here that the, it's good if by a cheresh, and a cheresh can't make a bracha. He's not able to articulate any words. If he make the bracha, but in his own mind, he can't... He, he, That's not making the bracha, though. We don't, we don't consider the bracha in your mind the bracha. Besides not hearing it, he can't even make it. He, he can't. Know it, but how did he even learn it? How did he even know to say it? Like, how did he know what it sounds like? Well, I mean, someone you can communicate, with, you know, with, with written. You have to say these words. But, but with a bracha in your mind is not, <clears throat> not a bracha. So now, so to answer this first. <clears throat> this is the reason, not the bracha here. I know, because no one says that a bracha is a problem. So if, if the culture, if the but no one says, <clears throat> listen, no one says the bracha is a problem. The Mishnah does not say a bracha is a problem. The Mishnah suggests that even if you don't make the bracha, it's fine. Right. But then the, the Hilchah Saretz is the one that says that if you did not make a bracha. <clears throat> so this flies. So this is the question of the Neod Behuda. And he says as follows. He says as follows. You have to listen to this online, Jeff. This is good. So he says as follows. He says, <clears throat> what's the reason why we do not go ahead and trust uh, someone, a Cheresh, to go? Sorry. Neod Behuda says, the, the, in general, we're much more machmer when it comes to Shechita. Shechita, in the Velos, we have all these 
very machmir. It's a little bit longer, so I'll get it to you. So listen, so it basically says we're so machmir by this that we're afraid that if someone's going to go and have the wrong intentions, the wrong kavanos, it's almost like you're a, <clears throat> it's almost like you're a mumar. <clears throat> That's the reason why we go ahead and put all these, these restrictions on someone, Omer Agabav, you have to be a, we have to put a lot of trust in the, in these shochen, and if you're going to be shochek, there's a higher level. So we treat someone who's not able to go ahead and do, make the bracha as a mumar. He doesn't believe in a Baruch Hu. And therefore, it's, we're suspect. It's not in the act of the bracha. It's the gavra himself that we're suspect that you are not the right person to go ahead and shecht for us because there's so many thoughts and so many ways to do it that you can do a small little thing and we won't realize the shechit or b'psula and, it's, and won't be kosher. So we hold you to a higher standard. So we suspect that if you're not making the bracha, you're a mumar, you're a rebellious, a rebellious against Hashem. That concept, that's, that, that thought never enters a mind when a cheresh. It's so obvious why a cheresh can't make the bracha. Not because he's basically incriminating himself as someone who's not believable, unreliable, or is going to be rebellious. He simply can't make the bracha. So the whole concept of a cheresh making, uh, being shochet and not making the bracha and being possible, it doesn't make sense. If the whole reason is we're suspect that you're a mummer, that you're a rebeller against Hashem, in this scenario, that's not even possible because the whole reason why you're doing it, not making the bracha, is because of your physical limitations. It has nothing to do. Okay, so that's how he answers that question. <clears throat> Here's the problem now. So we just said, now we have, so that's his answer for, the, for that Gemara. But we still have this question. Why do we need two answers in the Gemara? Why do we need the Gemara to say that first there's a difference between Kriya Shema and Truma, one's the Rabban and the Raisa, and the second answer is Bracha so never Ma'akev, so Yossi can hold here that Truma is still Truma, even if he didn't make the Bracha. So the Tosvos Rosh, answer, uh, sorry, the Tzvi Pesach Frank, who was the Rav Rashi of Yerushalayim, is Rabbi Sachs, his great-grandfather, says as follows. He brings this question to Tosfos Sarash and he brings, listen to what Tosfos Sarash says, something unbelievable. Tosfos Sarash says that if in fact Berchos HaMitzvah were the <gasps> Torah, bless you, if every time we were to make a bracha on mezuzah, on tefillin, if the source of the brachos really were Minah Torah, then they would be Ma'akev. How do we know that brachos are not Ma'akev? Only from this Gemara. This is the source. We came in with a bias coming into this Gemara that brachos are not How do we know? This is the source. He's saying because brachos are only midrabonon. If brachos were real, brachos mitzvah were really minat Torah, and we didn't do them, then it would be ma'akev the mitzvah. If the bracha for tefillin, mezuzah, hafrashas chala, any of the tzitzis, any of the brachos that we make, brachos mitzvah would have been sourced biblically, and we didn't make it, it would be ma'akev. Tremendous chiddush. We don't, right? Again, we hold that they're all midrabanon and therefore not ma'akev. How do we know they're not ma'akev? He says this from, from this Gemara. This Gemara is saying, brachas midrabanon, and therefore, it's not two separate answers, it's part A and part B. Mm. Brachas are only midrabanon, as opposed to Kriyashma, the bracha of Afrashas Truma, and therefore it's not ma'akev. Very important. Why? Why is this important? The Yerushalmi says something amazing. We're going to end with this. The Yerushalmi says something amazing. We know that brachas minatah shekidi shalom it's Ivanu. The Chachamim commanded us. The Yerushalmi, listen to what the Yerushalmi says. The Brachos, Yerushalmi Brachos in Parak Vav, it says, How do we know? How do we know that all mitzvahs require bracha? And by the way, it's not all mitzvahs. There's certain mitzvahs we know that tzedakah doesn't require mitzvah. Anything that's dependent on someone else, you can't make a bracha. There are a lot of reasons for that. But first and foremost, the Ravid says, If someone comes to my door and I'm about to give tzedakah, 
I take it, I say, Baruch, I make a bracha, and the guy says, I don't want you, I'm not here for your money. I'm here just to ask you, uh, do you know where this person lives? <sighs> so you made a bracha levatola. Oh. Anything that's tole, anything that's dependent on someone else, you can't make a bracha. What if they say, I don't want your money? So you just made a bracha levatola. So anything that's dependent on someone else's um, uh, frame of mind, you don't make a bracha. And that's one answer. That's the rivet. He says, So there are plenty of mitzvahs we don't make a bracha. But Presumably, they're asking here, how do you know in general that mitzvah tunas bracha? Listen to what the Gemara says there. It says, because he brings ve'etna lechos luchos ha'evna Torah mitzvah from the Pasuk, hikish Torah la mitzvah, ma Torah tuna bracha, af mitzvah tuna bracha. The Yerushalmi compares mitzvahs in general to Talmud Torah. Just like Talmud Torah needs a bracha, so too mitzvahs need a bracha. What did we just say before? What kind of bracha is brechs Torah? It's a brechs mitzvah, but mandated by the Torah. Berchas Torah min Torah, and Yushami is learning the source for all Berchas Mitzvah from Berchas Torah. What's the logical conclusion? That all Berchas Mitzvah are also min Torah. If the source for Berchas Mitzvah is Berchas Torah, and we all agree that Berchas Torah, Asher Bachar Banu, and Lasok Dei Torah is min Torah, and if we're saying that is the paradigm to teach us that all mitzvahs require bracha. Then by extension, if the source is Minat Torah, the Berchus Torah is Minat Torah, and that's the source that teaches all Berchus Mitzvah, all mitzvahs require bracha, then by definition, all Berchus Mitzvah are Minat Torah. Does that make sense? Everyone catch that? Says Ratzvi Pesach Frank, now we understand where, where Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, this Eldad Hadani, got his halacha from. Hilchos Eretz Yisrael is saying, basically, he's learning from the Yerushalmi. He is learning. He, he was a Yerushalmi. He wasn't his. Isra- he was an Israelite. He wasn't from Bavli. He wasn't from Bavel. So Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, this person ni- lived around eight fifty nine hundred, was going around the the Mesopotamia area and 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 professing what the Hilchos Eretz Yisrael. It makes sense that he would follow the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says that all Berchos are mitzvah min Torah. So according to him, it makes sense. That if Berchas a Torah or Minat Torah, Berchas a Mitzvah a Torah, if someone shechs without a bracha, then the Shechita is Psula. Yeah, Makes sense? Again, the Tosvas HaRosh is the one who said that if Berchas a Torah were in fact, Berchas a Mitzvah, excuse me, were in fact Berchas originated from the Torah, if Berchas a Mitzvah have the source in the Torah, then they would be Ma'akev. They would hold back you from filling the Mitzvah if you didn't perform the, the bracha. Again, we know that brachas the Bavli holds that all brachas are mitzvah. Any bracha I do before doing a mitzvah, shechita, tefillin, mezuzah, is only medrabanan. Therefore, they're not ma'akev. But Lu Yitzur, if we were able to say that the bracha, the source of brachas are mitzvah, that any time that we do a mitzvah, we have to make a bracha from the Torah, wouldn't we agree there's at least room to say that if you didn't do the bracha, then you would not fulfill the mitzvah? That's exactly what the Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, the Sefer, the, the Halacha is saying. Because they followed the Yerushalmi. It makes sense. The Hilchos Eretz Yisrael would not follow the Bavli, they would follow the Gemara Yerushalmi. Right. And the Yerushalmi, in fact, says that all Berchos are mitzvah min Torah. What's the source? They equate it to Berchos Torah. If Berchos Torah are, are min Torah, everyone agrees to that. Benching and Berchos are min Torah. And they say, just like, how do you know that all Berchos mitzvah require a bracha? They learn from Talmud Torah. So if Talmud Torah is Midrabanan, the bracha is Minatora, then all brachas are Minatora. Therefore, it's at least what the Tosfos HaRosh said, that if Berchas a mitzvah are biblically mandated, this Gemara would, would, would tell us that it is Ma'akev. It's only here because it's Midrabanan. That's the first answer the Gemara gives. That Rabbi Yossi holds that Kriyashma is Minatora, 
but the bracha of truma is midrabanan. Therefore, if one went ahead and separated truma even without making the bracha, he would still be yotze because the bracha is only midrabanan. But if you hold like the Yerushalmi that it's Torah, therefore there's a possibility to say that if someone went ahead and shechted without a bracha, the shechita is pesula. Okay, we'll pick up next week, guys. Amazing. Have an amazing day.